John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And, and this episode, we're wrapping up all the talk about REM because I know everyone wants to hear more REM talk. Yeah, after uh, two months of REM talk, uh, there's one more week. But this is just a wrap-up. I think this is mostly going to be a list episode. And, th- uh, well, thanks to everybody who came on for the REM series. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we had, everybody was awesome. Sorry, we had some problem with the uh, Out of Time versus Automatic for the People episode going out on time, so hopefully that comes out before this one does. Well, it no doubt will. Yes. Uh, we've had some technical issues. Uh, not not our fault. Um, I don't know. Servers or, uh, you know, NSA or whoever controls all that stuff. India, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure it's Peter's fault. Oh, yeah, Peter Perez, probably. Um, hey, but, you just did uh, alliteration. Peter Perez? Probably. probably. I thought of naming my dog Peter Perez. Probably. Um, well, let's start with, we, we got a top ten list from everybody who was on the show, which is cool. Um, but I say we start with something that Pat didn't even bother to do, which is uh, the our favorite REM albums in order. From uh, least favorite to most favorite. So why did you not do this, Pat? Well, I was going through it, and I, I realized a lot of the later stuff. I First of all, any list I put up was just going to be random because it's really hard for me to pick between Murmur and uh, Reckoning and all the early stuff. I, I like it a lot, and it would be hard for me to pick the best, but it's also kind of hard for me to pick the worst. I mean, now... Well, we would both have the same one for the worst, I'm sure. Yeah, although on re-listen, Around the Sun was not as bad as I remembered it, but it was still pretty bad. But well, it, it's I'll, the worst REM album. That, it, that's for sure. all. I mean, yeah, for it sure. doesn't have to be terrible. But uh, it, I just had, I think I'd, any list I would put up would be nonsense. Because I, I think if I did it ten times, it would be set up ten different ways. So I just didn't didn't bother. When I was thinking about this stuff, I was thinking more in terms of errors. Of, of how I like the errors, but I'm, I'm going to be uh, enjoy listening to you uh, put your list out. Yeah, I mean, well, I, just I won't like, listen. I'll put the headphones off and I'll go uh, masturbate while you do it. But I'll enjoy pretending to listen, as all our listeners should as well, um, because this is just OCD nerdiness now at this point. Do we ever say the name of the show? Yeah, Pop Culture Continuum. I didn't mean this show. Of what show? Oh, I just wonder if we ever said the name of any show. What? The show? I think we said the name of... Uh, I know we've mentioned the Ropers. No, we haven't yet, but we will. I have... Uh, no, do your list. The Alright, uh, so my list, uh, number 16, Around the Sun. Right? I think we both agree on that. Yeah, there's there's no way that could be higher. Just a mediocre album. Um, yeah, the the lower ones, like the the top ones, I was more sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, the lower ones, uh, except for Around the Sun, I think Around the Sun is the easiest. Is choice. easy, yeah. That's that was the single easiest choice on the list. 
Um, number 15, Reveal. Not bad, but uh, probably listen to it the second least, I imagine. Uh, number 14, Collapse in a Now. I really like that. That's the final one, right? Yeah, that's the very last one. I actually yeah, was... don't mind it either. I just Maybe I just haven't had enough time with it as much as some of the other ones. And that's why it rates lower. I think, I mean, I, I already said I didn't do it and I'm not going to do it, but I think I would have had a reveal higher just because I like all the way to Reno so much. But yeah, maybe not. I know. Well, that's the hard part. Yeah, that's the fun of lists. Everybody disagrees. Um, number 13, I had Accelerate, which was yeah. one right I, before Collapse in and Now. I think I, yeah, Accelerate's one of the ones that's just, yeah, wherever you put it, it's just it's kind of blah. Yeah. Not not that, not that it's bad. It's not bad. <clears throat> it's just, just not as memorable as others. Are. Yeah. Um, number 12, Up which is probably higher than it would have been before we started this series. Because um, it's, it's got some really interesting shit going on on Up. Yeah, it does. That's the, that's the one with the, the first song is the kind of Yola Tango sound to yeah. me. And uh, Lotus is just kind of, yeah, that's a fun. It is. Fun. It, it's, got, it's at least half of a really good album. At least, I feel like, so. Uh, maybe too many songs is the problem with that one. And, you know, the the electronic percussion kind of detracts to you. Um, number 11, here's where we would probably have our first major disagreement. Um, I have Monster. Yeah, that's way too low. Yeah, I thought I thought you would think so. Um, I just don't listen, except for What's a Frequency, Kenneth. Um, nothing on it has is all that great to me. That's the thing. It's listenable, and I... I enjoy listening to it, but it's not not something I want to listen to a lot. Um, number ten, green, kind of in the same mold. I think yeah, I think that's about where I'd have green, but I'd have monster higher. I might have maybe fables of the reconstruction, where monster is, or I don't know what, but something other than monster. But that's about where I'd have green. Maybe I might have green where monster is. Okay, yeah, I mean, there's. I can't really argue with that. Um, number nine, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you have that above Monster. Oh, I think it's got more uh, uh, more variety on it, maybe, is more and more songs I consider great. Like, I really like New Test Leper. I like Electrolyte. Um, right, yeah. I like Bittersweet Me. I like, I like quite a few songs on that one, actually. Departure, I like. Um number eight here now from here on up it's kind of i feel like it's just personal preference i think these are all really good albums so um and number eight i've got out of time which i imagine would be much higher on your list yeah much uh number seven i've got document yeah out of time would be ahead of i guess i should have done this because this is fun to criticize yours out of, out of time would be ahead of document for me yeah well, but I, I think doc, that's a fine place for document. Yeah. At number six, I've got Fables of the Reconstruction, which I obviously like much more than you do. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's an album that uh, takes time. So maybe it'll move up in your estimation. Already, after listening to it two or three times more, I like it. I really like Kohotek. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. Kohotek made it to the... We were talking about the... I had I listened to everything again. 
and added I created a list of all my favorite songs before I made top ten. Kohotek made that second cut. So yeah, I like Kohotek a lot. I like so some of the stuff has grown on me. Yeah, yeah, and it, I think it just grows more. So um, we're at number five. I've got Automatic for the People. So the highest placing later years REM one on my list or Warner Brothers years, I guess. Um, and then, okay, from, from there on, it's all, it's all early stuff. Uh, number four, I have Chronic Town, the EP. Um, kind of a cheat because it's only five songs, but it's five good songs. Yeah. Number three, I have Life's Rich Pageant, um, which I didn't, I didn't really think it would place that high on mine, but thinking about it, it did. Uh, number two, Reckoning. Number one, Murmur. And you could probably change around one and two if you want to. Like, they're both, like we said, I think they're both pretty much perfect albums. So I didn't uh, didn't do it, but my top four would have been Reckoning, Murmur, Out of Time, Automatic for the People. Uh, in that in that order? No. You think? Oh, okay. In, in some, some In some order. Yeah, and depending on the day, it would be different. But those top, and I think Chronic Town will be number five, or in in that mix. Yeah, yeah, I think because uh, Chronic Town, um, <clears throat> uh, Wolves Lower and Gardening at Night are so wonderful that it's really hard not to have that in your top. Those two songs are so good; they they push everything else. I, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about the other ones, but those two are so good. Yeah, they're excellent songs, and. No, I think your and your list is more like representative too, because it mixes like the early stuff with the later stuff. I just, as I said, grew up with um, all that '80s stuff, and it it I think it's just my age when I was into them. Like it meant a lot more to me. Although I yeah do, yeah I don't know I don't think anybody can nitpick Murmur and Reckoning as the top two REM albums really. No, either, so. well, I feel like early IRS. I really like early IRS, and then I like right. After Green at Warner Brothers, so that's why that's where I put the two errors that I like the best. Yeah, beginning and mid period, I guess you'd yeah. break it up yeah. into. And I feel like Green is kind of they're trying to they transitional. Yeah, so I don't really count that. I mean, I don't hate Green by any means, but it's not nearly as good as what became before it or what came after it. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like I mean I wouldn't put it number one with. For every single time I think of it, but I feel like Automatic for the People is when they perfected everything. They're, they could do whatever they wanted, and that's and everything they did was perfect in Automatic for not everything, but mostly everything. Yeah, I agree, was, and was I think perfect. I think probably the only reason Out of Time on my list was lower was because of Radio Song and Shiny Happy People. Although, um, after talking about it, I do. I do admit shiny happy people musically is not so terrible. Um but but yeah, just uh just the sentiment expressed in it puts me off. I like it. I even I I don't think it's a good song, but I, I don't even well, I think it's more a good memory for a radio song. Yeah, yeah. That and of course be. I don't I don't hate KRS one for his nine eleven beliefs like you do. Wait, does KRS One actually have nine eleven beliefs? Yeah, he said. I forget exactly. If I don't know if it was we cheered or if, or if it was uh, speaking for the hip hop community. It was either we didn't care or we cheered. And then they asked him to to uh, you know give more details. He's like, well, you know, we're fighting a fight every day where cops are beating us up and 
something bad happens to the power. We don't care. This is we're struggling every day. So this so he had a point, but it's maybe not not say it on the anniversary of nine eleven. He had somewhat of a point if uh, if the plane had flown into a police station full of uh, asshole cops. Well, flying into yeah. a, a tower full of civilians for the most part is, yeah, a different thing. I mean, no no doubt there were some, you know, powerful CEOs. And I, yeah, I don't know. Let's not get into no, that. No, you're, you're right. They really didn't have much of a point. I was trying to say something nice about him. No, that his, he, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean. That's why you hate that song. It's clear now. <laughs> I get the, I get what he's trying to express, but uh, he's kind of muddled in his thinking there. Or a lot bundled, let's be honest. Well, do you want to go into our uh, individual top ten list then? Let's do a couple other people's. Well, that's what I meant. Oh, I thought you meant like, you and I. No, we'll, we'll put ours last. Oh, um, and as far as uh, my albums, looking at this this other list uh, for you know how I had I had my in between list before I got to the top ten. Yeah. So that was how I wanted to talk about how my how, what my my favorite would have been. I had uh, f- one, two, three, five from Automatic for the People, three from Document, f- three from Monster, one, two, three, five from Murmur, three from Reckoning, and five from Out of Time, and then like one or two from everything else. So that shows that this shows that even favorite individual songs mostly came from those ones too. Okay, yeah. Well, I know it's interesting looking at people's lists because uh, there are some th- songs I thought would uh, would get more votes that didn't. And, then mm-hmm. you know, there's always also some surprising songs that um, the people like that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting choice. But, I had two from Up. Not in my final list, but in, I was surprised I had that many from Up. Lotus and At My Most Beautiful. Yeah, I almost did uh, At My Most Beautiful. And it didn't make my top ten. But you want to start with uh, Amy's list? Do you have the list up? you want to read Amy's? Okay, Amy. Amy Swenson. This is her top ten REM songs. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Pale blue, blue eyes. And in parentheses, she put a cover. It counts. These days, bittersweet me. Radio free Europe. Man on the moon. Pretty persuasion. South Central rain. Shiny happy people. God help her, it's true. She put that in parentheses, except she said me. She said, God help me, it's true, not God help Pat. At My Moon's Beautiful. Yeah, so that's... She's the only one to put uh, a B-side or cover on her list, Pale Blue Eyes, which was on uh, Dead Letter Office, a a compilation that we didn't even talk about. We talked about it. I mean, we didn't do it as a whole album. All right, we talked about it. Thanks. Silence gets me agreement. I like her list. I like all the songs on it. So that's helps yeah, me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I can't really go along with Shiny Happy People as a top ten pick, but uh, otherwise, it's a good. It's a good mix. I think she went the latest into the REM catalog with uh, "At My Most Beautiful" from Up. Um, I think. Uh, I think. Most everybody else, the latest anybody went was New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Okay, so that's that's electrolyte. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So, uh, what's Frequency Kenneth? Obviously, from Monster, that's the one. Uh, Pale Blue Eyes, like I said, interesting. Velvet Underground cover, um, which they did 
they recorded at least four of. Um, these days, I'm, I was glad to see that on there from Life's Rich Pageant, my number three album. Um, Bittersweet Me, interesting pick from New Adventures. Uh, Radio Free Europe, that's a big one for a lot of people. She, did, she didn't put what version? Nope, but that's okay. So we're going to assume it's from, uh, wait, Document? No. No, Murmur. Murmur. We're I'm, gonna, from... I'm going to assume it's from, uh, it's the Hibtone single, original no, that's, version. that's only you that picks that one. I no, I beg, I beg to differ. I I think uh, everybody who picked Radio Free Europe by default picks the single version. Um, Man on the Moon, Andy Kaufman song that we talked about on our Out of Time Automatic episode. And on this one, it doesn't specify whether it's from Automatic for the People or from the soundtrack for Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman story. Well, I think we can assume it's from the soundtrack this time. Okay. And probably the in- instrumental version. Um, Pretty Persuasion and South Central Rain from Reckoning. Uh, a lot of picks for South Central Rain. Um, shiny, happy people. Wow. Okay. And then at My Most Beautiful from Up. But, um, I mean, if you consider her Radio Free Europe the single version, which I do, then she didn't have a single pick from Murmur, the album she talked about on our episode. Well, in... I don't mean to speak for her, but I think probably before this episode, she probably would have, or her episode, she would have uh, three or four choices from Murmur. But talking about Murmur with us made Put her, her so sick of it that she does never wants to listen to Murmur or talk to us or uh, think of the name Pat and John ever again. Or the name R.E.M. Or, which is a popular child's name these days, uh, along with Gwyneth and... Um, how many hoo-hoo? Yeah, that's a that's a cool list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I I can't... I'm not going to make fun of anybody's list. I don't know why I'm, I'm trying to make her... I, I think everybody did a good job, and, and I thank them for it. And uh, it's cool to see people's choices. David Schneider, um, who we like to mention every episode now, so put him in your death pool. Uh, he's, his picks, uh, and he did them... I assume in order of his favorites, um, which I don't, I don't think I did or most people did, but uh, that's kind of cool. And he wrote little bits on each of them. I won't read them all, but uh, Night Swimming, number one, which uh, we've talked about with him before. I think it's his, he says he considers it the most beautiful song of all time. Um, number two, Fall on Me, another one that I thought would have placed gotten more votes than it did. Um, it still did okay, but. I was surprised you didn't pick it. Well, I don't know. I don't know why I say everybody's entitled to their opinions. Uh, I just love following me so much. I'm surprised it didn't do better overall. Um, it's the end of the world as we know it. Parentheses, and I feel fine. Close parentheses. And he didn't He didn't put that. No, he just put it's the end of the world. He didn't even, he didn't even bother. He just called it it's the end of the world in his email. So perhaps he's talking about a, a non- R.E.M. song. That he mixed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's talking about a Hootie and the Blowfish song. As he often does. For all we know. Yeah. Well, brevity is the soul of wit, I guess. So why waste your time typing all that out? Uh, although he did type out the entire title of the next song, Can't Get There From Here, um, which uh, we talked actually He actually typed out, Cannot Get There From Here. So he, he typed. he did more than he had to. Yeah, dummy. 
I'm surprised I didn't put Follow Me too. That that would if I did again, I probably would. It is awesome. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we talked about can't get there from here on the Fables episode, and uh, Steve and I both agreed we it seemed like kind of a gimmicky song that we don't play very much now when we listen to it. Although it's still catchy. I like to read his story, or you can, because I like it. Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, so for can't get there from here, David said. Released before I was really into the band. I was still in high school and really into metal. Um, I played guitar and used to get magazines that had transcriptions of songs, mostly metal and classic rock. Uh, One issue had this song, and I learned how to play it from that. So I knew how to play it on guitar before I'd actually heard the song. To be perfectly honest, I wasn't very good at the quick jangly rhythm parts, but I sure could play that opening four-note riff. The dun-dun-dun-dun. I like that. Actually... You want to stop here and we'll play this song for people since uh, we should insert some audio into this episode, I feel like, and we didn't do it on the last one, uh, on the Fables episode. You know, that's funny. I, I wasn't getting this song in my head until you did that, that done it, and then I have it. And then right after that, he's like, yep, yep, right? Yep. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Good choice, David. And I'm, it's, pretty, it's really cool that you can play it. And now uh, John's going to play it. But yeah. the Aryan version, not David's version. Here is Can't Get There From Here. on David's list, South Central Rain. No surprise from his episode. And also another song that did very well in these polls. Um, number six, Losing My Religion. Uh, that makes me happy. Yeah, because uh, you... Spoiler alert. Well, I won't spoil it, but there were only two people who picked this one. Um, and it is a really good song, like we talked about. It just, I think, got so overplayed, most people aren't going to put it in their top ten list. But it holds up. It stands the up thing as a is, good song. For me, losing losing my religion was not only overplayed by the radio, which is fine, but it was overplayed by me. So I didn't mind it because I was playing the CD over and over again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. I don't actually. I take that back. I don't remember if it was overplayed by the radio. It was definitely overplayed by MTV. Yes, I think it's. I think it's kind of the the Beatles problem, you know, where people hear the song so many times they lose sight of how great the songs actually are. Right. Because then it just becomes like background music or like, you know, like a big chill nostalgia thing where you, you're you not really connecting with the song so much as, as a piece of music as you are as 
just a cultural artifact that's always been there. Um, right. Yeah. It's I, it's not even nostalgia, a personal nostalgia, like a nostalgia that everyone shares. It's like a, yeah, shared nostalgia. Um, and I think it's it's interesting. Um, the Beatles because that's kind of I mean they're they're not super similar, but that's who I would think of REM being compared to in terms of just career um, because they were one of the few bands that was like critically acclaimed and popular um, that that didn't totally suck and and uh, I mean I guess Nirvana was was also critically acclaimed and, and hugely popular and had integrity and stuff but uh, but they also were kind of very one note like I, I think REM had a much broader palette that they used much like the Beatles you know they went kind of all over the place stylistically I think wouldn't you two fit to a little bit except for the critical acclaim part I think um, oh they didn't get they don't get critical well, acclaim? I don't I mean I think they might have in the beginning um, but and, yeah I mean that is good they started out kind of like the Beatles and and REM more like rough edged like rock and roll and then grew into but again i think like u2 has like well rem has a very definite sound too but yeah i don't know maybe u2 is is a a good example um except that i think they they've kind of stayed past their uh expiration date a little more than rem or the beatles did but who knows maybe they'll come out with something that will blow all our minds I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they have. I don't. I don't. I mean, it's not like I listen to all their modern stuff. Yeah. So well, I, I don't really know, but I don't feel like they have, in a way, like the Rolling Stones did. No, at, definitely in the not. 80s. So when they do tours, they're touring on their new stuff, and people like their new stuff. I don't know that the Rolling Stones ever toured like that after a certain point in the. No, 70s. after say 1981. Yeah, they're they're just touring on past glories. No, that's true. Oh, was it that late? I didn't even realize it was that late. Well, because they. I mean, they did some shit between a lot of shit in the '70s too, but but then they did uh, in '81. They had "Tattoo You," which had "Start Me Up," which was a big hit on it. Oh, okay. So. I, I remember that being a hit, and I thought maybe that was a hit from before, and they brought it back. Old, yeah, like a <laughs> like a you've lost that love and feeling, getting back on the radio. Cause, yeah, um, nope. yeah. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess U2 is also a good example. Um, Although not nearly as like beloved by nerdy rock people as right. REM was, so yeah, I think when well, I don't think U uh, two was ever loved by the nerdy rock people, or maybe they were in the beginning. Yeah, I think in the in the beginning probably. But once they hit a certain point, they were so huge that the nerds just said, "Oh, we, we don't want anything to do with that." Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing. I don't know. If, oh, go ahead. Let's finish uh, David's list. Where are we at? Yeah. Okay. So number seven, he's got uh, the Sidewinder sleeps tonight, which is awesome. Another. Yeah, I know you really liked it, and I, I was listening to uh, Automatic again after we recorded our episode. Um, I, yeah, I really liked the song too. Actually, it's like Peter said he thought it was kind of slight, which I guess it is in a way. But musically, I just think it's. I don't know. It's charming. Is that a good word? Like, I think so. Yeah. And. <laughs> And it's his, fun too. I think fun is just encompasses everything about it. It's just a fun song. It is, and and fun doesn't get enough uh, enough respect. I think when it comes to music, 
it's something you know it's like comedies in in movies and like academy awards and stuff like something everybody likes but because it's not like really dark and existential they think that it's not deep enough or something maybe but yeah. it, at the same, I mean, everybody likes it, and it is it's it, it's a little bit slight, but it's not so slight that it's bubblegum. No, it still has some heft to it. Yeah, it's a very it's a very good song. I, I have no problem with that pick. Uh, number eight, Cuyahoga. Um, David loves the bass, which I would agree with. Um, yeah, I'd agree. David loves it too. Yeah, we both agree. David loves the bass, or as he say, love the bass. David loved the bass. Somebody sample that and make a uh, dance track out of it. Uh, number nine, Laughing, um, which he also loves. David loved the bass on, um, from Murmur. And I should mention that uh, Murmur got more song picks than any other album by a pretty wide margin. Um, the, there were only two songs from Murmur that somebody didn't pick, uh, which was Nine to Nine and West of the Fields, the most post-punky sounding songs on the album. Um, Which we'll be playing after the uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, laughing and then uh, talk about the passion, also from Murmur. Um, and also wonderful. Yeah. Well, every yeah, I would have no. It it makes sense that there were what nine songs picked from Murmur on, on these lists because it's uh, it's just a great album all the way through. So uh, another really another really fun list to look at. Um, well, I, there's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you go ahead. While we're uh, doing, like, while I was thinking about uh, the Out of Time episode, I thought of a, a little, not a thought exercise, but just a, a way to describe a ra- uh, radio song. I, I thought of uh, if, if there was an island that was built in the 1600s and it was filled with these monks who were dedicated to studying mu- popular music and nothing else. And all throughout time, that's what they did until nowadays. But they never, ever, ever heard any REM. Until like last year, someone brought the entire collection of REM and they all studied it and they loved it and they were trying to, but they couldn't figure out when it was from because REM is really a little bit timeless. You can tell like it's after the 60s, but you can't tell exactly when. And they would use a radio song as their, uh, what's that called? The the guidepost. Their guidepost to to time everything. This is, you put this in the middle and this this tells you where everything else shows up. I think that's more thought than anybody else including the band has ever put into the song ra- uh, radio song i just it's just so f- it, I, it's just so funny how rem most of their catalog i really think if if someone said this is like if someone took out chronic town so this is a band that's playing across town this came out they would believe it in 2014 it's just it's yeah. it's not really it it doesn't hold to a certain time or place oh i know what you're saying kind yeah. of a place it's kind of ha- it, d- it definitely has a southern southern sound to it but not not southern rock. Yeah, I agree. So, it, and then, but radio song is the only one. It's not like that. And even the later stuff, it doesn't really have a time to it. It's just REM. It's it, you know, it's it's late REM, but it's not. It's nothing else time wise describes it. Which is one of the things I found find really awesome about them that that it's just that they they are not about what's going on around them. Yeah, maybe maybe in a sense, Electron Blue. Because it's got the rap from Q-Tip on it from around. Oh, the I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. My, although it still sounds, it doesn't sound '90s like it's. But yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, all right, you want to do Steve's list? Sure. First, he put he doesn't have any numbers, so this I is, believe yeah. it's just a Steve Marcus. Bunch sorry, of, I should say bunch of songs. You don't have to say everyone's full name because some people don't like it. Like everybody me. likes it. Patrick. Radio 
Patrick Giuseppe Riccardi. Radio Free Europe. Pilgrimage. Catapult. Seven Chinese Brothers. Driver 8. Good Advices. Cuyahoga. Untitled. Night Swimming. Electrolyte. So, I believe... Is this the first appearance of Electrolyte on the list? Yeah. Yes. Um, and... It won't be the last. Nope. And it's also... Yeah, I'm surprised that actually Amy didn't... Oh, she did. She picked up My Most Beautiful. I was going to say she didn't pick any of the piano ballads, but she did. Um, yeah, so uh, Radio Free Europe coming up again. Um, and then some some interesting ones from Murmur. Once again, Pilgrimage and Catapult. Um, only pick of Catapult, I believe, on all these lists. And... Uh, Seven Chinese Brothers, an interesting pick from uh, Reckoning. Oh, I'm sorry. I said you have Seven Ch- Chinese Brothers. Should I have said Ch- Seven Chinese Bros? No, because when he sings it in the chorus, he actually says brothers. They just get lazy when they're writing, as you notice with South Central Rain or So Dot Central Rain. So Dot. That's So Dot. I remember remember that show with Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. The, the less popular follow-up. Um, to that, so Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Wait, where were we? Okay, Seven Chinese Brothers. Yeah, so yeah, it looks like he went in chronological order, which uh, a few other people did. Um, Seven Chinese Brothers, the lone pick from Reckoning, um, and an interesting one. But again, that's one where I couldn't or- argue with anybody's choice from that album. Um, Driver 8 and Good Advices, so two from Fables, and we knew he'd pick Good Advices. Wait, what, what do you mean the, the lone pick from Reckoning? His, his list. His, on, on his, his list. list. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely not the only pick. Um, uh, we knew he'd pick good advices, I, or at least I figured he would, because that was his pick to talk about. And Driver 8, uh, who can deny it? Cuyahoga again, coming up. Um, he didn't say uh, he liked the bass, but I'm going to go ahead and say Steve liked the bass. Um, Wasn't I'm, there a Saturday Night Live skit where they say slap at the bass? It was from, uh, no, that was uh, I Love You, Man. Oh, right, Paul yeah. Rudd and, and yeah, Jason. What are your Seagal. thoughts on, on Paul Rudd as Ant Man? I think it'd be great. Well, I just love Paul Rudd. Yeah, me too. Did you see him on uh, Colbert? Yes, I did. That was really funny. If you he guys is... haven't seen it, you should seek out his interview on Colbert. It was a they they made it appear as if they liked each other very much, and in fact, I think the interview went longer than usual. It, it seemed to me it went over past the commercial break and, and yeah yeah it went over yeah it was two segments not just the end of the show and i feel like paul rudd is like john ham in the way that by all rights uh we as petty people should hate them because they're both good looking they both seem really smart they're both very funny and they're both hugely successful and yet they're so awesome that you can't hate them yeah it's impossible i i i it's funny i think John Hamm might be a better dramatic actor, but who knows? Maybe Paul Rudd's a good dramatic actor and never has a chance to shine. No, and why should he? He's so great in the comedic roles. But he can do that forever as far as I'm concerned. Um, okay, yeah, so Cuyahoga, the untitled 11th song from Green, uh, which we talked about on the Green episode. Uh, Night Swimming, of course, a, a big one with people, and Electrolyte. Um, so the two later 
mid to late period piano ballads. Did you not believe I read the whole list? Is that why you read the whole thing again? I don't know why I, I did that. I did that on your first one too. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to fill time to be honest, but, uh, we, we might want to take a break soon. Yeah. Well, you know what we should, but, um, let's play since we didn't play it on that episode and a couple people have picked it so far. Let's listen to uh, Cuyahoga so you can see why people like that bass so much. Uh, here's Cuyahoga. Let's put our heads together to start a new country up. The fathers, fathers, father tried to erase the parts you didn't like. Let's try to fill it in. Bank the quarry, river swim. We need skin in you and me. Yeah, Let, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and finish these lists and uh, this whole goddamn series. Um, all right, we'll be right back, everybody. Here's April's list. Radio Free Europe. Radio Free Europe. South. Oh, so dot central rain. So dot central rain. Pretty persuasion. Pretty persuasion. Begin the begin. Begin the begin. You are the everything. You are the everything. Wait, can I just stop here though and say, uh, 
two people picked you are the everything and they both typed it out as you are everything so uh they're leaving out the indefinite article i don't even know if it's an indefinite article i don't know what the hell the is in form of speech i on i often read books on the kindle and on the kindle you can get definitions of words by putting your finger on the screen and holding down and sometimes i do that and i accidentally hit the the and then i feel like the kindle's judging me for having to get a definition of the word it is it's it's deciding whether to uh to allow you to upload your consciousness onto a hard drive when the time comes and so <laughs> it sounds like you're not you're not in the running right now shoot yeah i i don't know how what the is i always i mean I try to use it, you know, as it's meant to be used when you say stuff like he has the AIDS or he has the diabetes, but I don't really know what form of speech it is. Um, I should have listened to Conjunction Junction more, I guess. Yeah, You Are the Everything, nice, a nice, my favorite song from Green. Um, surprised at the number of Green picks actually on these lists, but uh, whatever, who am I to judge? besides someone with superior musical taste to these people. Um, Near Wild Heaven, a nice pick from, and I think the only one from uh, Out of Time, because I really like that song too. Yeah, it's great. Um, Turn You Inside Out, not really a fan of that one, but uh, it works for April. Electrolyte, again. Driver 8, again. And uh, the one I love, another one I think probably... Uh, a lot of people think was played out and didn't pick it, but you listen to it; it's a it's a really well constructed song. It's a wonderful song. It was it was number eleven for a long time in my list. So yeah, no, it's and I love singing that one uh, karaoke. Oh really? Yeah. Did you hit, just hit some turbulence? Yeah the the pilot said to keep the seat in upright position and eat all my peanuts, but I'm allergic to peanuts, so we'll see how this episode ends. You want to go with uh, Will's list? Will Stegman's top ten list. I was thinking. I, I was just thinking. So th- would that be your top REM song to pick for karaoke? The one I love. Um, I think I've probably sang "Fall on Me" more often at karaoke. Um, but yeah, the, the one I love is more fun because you get to scream that fire yeah. chorus. Yeah. yeah. Although that, think- it also takes the wind out of me doing that. So. I think I'd probably want to do Losing My Religion, but that's only because that's the, the song I know the word, lyrics to better than anything else. Do you do karaoke? I've never done karaoke. I've done karaoke once in my life and did Punk Rock Girl and I did Horrible. But it was fun. <laughs> Can you sing? No. Oh, no, okay. not at all. <laughs> all right. Um, you want that's to why I chose Punk Rock Girl. I thought it was going to be easy and it was extremely difficult. It, it's, Yeah, karaoke is an art because you find out really quick um, songs that sound easy often aren't. There's this dude I work with. We're both big, uh, huge karaoke fans, whatever you want to call it. We love doing it, and uh, we both on separate occasions tried "You Make My Dreams" by Hollow Notes because it sounds like a very simple song to sing, and it's uh, super hard, and neither one of us could even get through it. Oh, jeez. And a lot of people uh, pick hip hop songs because they're like, "Oh, I don't have to sing it." But it's oh, super hard right. to keep up. Like yeah, yeah, that that I that I can tell just by you know a lot of hip hop you listen to and I'm like I don't have the breath for that. Yeah, get everything out. Yeah, um, I should do karaoke again. It is fun. I had a I 
I don't know how they're related to me, but their 21st birthday was at a karaoke bar in Chinatown where they were able to take a, a room out and like the whole group was there. And it sounded like a lot of fun. You don't know? Oh, your mom. That's how it's your mom's 21st birthday. <laughs> yeah. Way to put a, a mom joke in the middle of a nice episode about REM. So dot central rain. Oh, this is Will's days. list. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Will Stegman. Yeah. Author of the, uh, the year with the Billy Joel. Radio Free Europe. Wolves Lower. Finest work song. Oh, I don't know how that, I missed. Night Swimming. Don't Go Back to Rockville. Electrolyte. Again. Get Up. Seven Chinese Brothers. So, uh, another South Central Rain. And uh, was there a These Days before? I think. Did Yeah, yeah. Amy picked These Days. So, so yeah, okay. That one, another Radio Free Europe. The first Wolves Lower? I can't remember. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, first Which Minus is, Work song, surprising to me. I think the Wolves Lowers is more surprising to me. Yeah. It's so good. I'm, I know, I'm, trying, I'm going back and... I mean, if I had been paying attention to anything I'd been saying up to this point, I would know. Yeah, I think that is the first uh, mention of Wolves Lower. Um, uh, yeah, Night Swimming, of course, making a lot. Don't Go Back to Rockville, I think, first appearance. Yeah, I, I had Don't Go back, back to Rockville on my list for a long time, but then the other stuff was just, Edged I just out. liked it better, yeah. Yeah, uh, another Electrolyte, uh, Get Up from Green, another interesting pick. Actually, a, not a bad song. And uh, and like Steve Marcus, Seven Chinese Brothers from Reckoning, uh, although not the only song from Reckoning on this list. So, uh, Pip Pip Cheerio to you, Will. That means hello. It has nothing to do with your list. Um, Kristen Hewitt, who was on our Green versus Monster episode, her list. She picked all songs from Green and Monster. Oh, no, she didn't. Fall- she ruined everything. I like how she ruined everything, even though nobody else adhered to those standards uh, for their list. But Kristen, you fucked it all up. I know Kristen's listening, too. Uh, let's try to make her laugh uh, while she's listening at her computer desk. Good job, Pat. I, I just, no, you said computer desk, and I just had this picture where she actually works inside of a computer. She, she does. Like, it's, like, it's like Tron. Oh, um, Enjoy your discus throws, Kristen, if that's your real name. Bite 2734. Her list, Fall on Me. Obviously, I'm agree with that one. Half a World Away, I think the first of that, uh, which is a great pick. Night Swimming, again. Try Not to Breathe, interesting pick from Automatic for the People. Um, another song I really like. That's another album I feel like, aside from Everybody Hurts, where uh, you could pick pretty much anything off it. And in your top ten, and I would have, I wouldn't argue. <coughs> you are the everything, or you are everything. Um, in in her parlance, uh, the untitled eleventh song from Green shows up again. Uh oh, everybody hurts. And now there's problems. Now, yeah, now we're into an area. Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. The only thing I can think is fantastic Kristen, choice, Kristen. I love that song. Kristen was at the exact right age for this song when it came out. I was a little too old to get taken in by... I was taken in. I loved it. Michael Stipe trying to soothe and caress my soul. 
uh, with his. I remember at the time uh, reading Details magazine. I think I'm pretty sure it was. Details I think that magazine. says enough about you that Kristen wins. I think I was probably at a dentist's office or something, uh, or a, a doctor's office um, for the diabetes. Uh, and and they it was around the time of this album and it, it was an interview with Michael Stipe and and uh, the interviewer asked him what do you what do you think about uh, the criticism so somebody said or something that uh, this song could have been written by Phil Collins and Michael Stipe said but it wasn't was it very defensive Michael Stipe on uh, everybody hurts. <laughs> What else is he supposed to say? That, it's a dick. That? It's a dick question. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I, I, I think I agree with the interviewer's uh, interpretation of the song more than Michael Stipe's and Kristen's and yours. I don't think Michael. Uh, I don't think Phil Collins could have written a song that good. No offense to Phil. I don't know. You know, uh, that against all odds song is not bad for for a big '80s ballad. Even uh, "Take Me Home" is not bad, but we'll, we'll do that on our Phil Collins, uh, our Phil Collins series. Phil Collins versus R. Kelly. Oh come on, man! Just because they're both bald, I don't even know if R. Kelly's bald. One goes in, two goes in, one goes out. That's the R. Kelly autobiography. Um. I don't know what happened to the other two because one went in, two went in, and only one went out. It's you got to read the book. Shaking through uh, another murmur pick that nobody else picked, and uh, and that was Amy's pick on um, for for the murmur episode. So some love for shaking through, kind of a kind of a forgotten album track. It's nice. Uh, don't go back to Rockville. Shows up again. And let me in from Green, which uh, she said she really liked, and I, I don't dislike. I can't wait until we get to the list where you just dislike the entire list, well, and you disinvite the person ever to come back on the show. It's coming up when I do my own list. Oh, then I'll have to do the show by myself, and we'll lose a, half our listeners. Me. Yeah, I'll still listen. Um, Thanks, John. All right, so Peter Perez's top ten list of REM songs. Go for it, Pat. Pilgrimage. Yay. Low. Interesting. Yay. Harbor Coat. Yay. I'm surprised I got so many choices. I can't remember if it's on your list, and don't tell me because we're not there yet. But I like it. I just, I just. I lo- it. Well, so far it's the first time it's been mentioned. Is it? Yep. Oh, never mind then. Great choice. Moral kiosk. Yeah, another another murmur one that nobody else picked, but who can argue? Country feedback. Yeah, good one. Cuyahoga. Again. Begin the begin. Orange crush. Can't get there from here. Yeah, that's a great song. I love that. Wolves lower. Again. Another wolves lower. Yeah. Orange crush. Another another one that didn't. So that's, that's what I was saying. There's a lot of. A lot of green picks, and not all the same ones either, so that's kind of cool. Um, nobody picked Stand. No. What, why would they? Nobody. The same reason nobody picked uh, Radio Song. Um, although Stand yeah, is got, the better song. Haven't gotten to my list yet. That's true. Begin the Begin, very happy to see. 
Um, country feedback, happy to see. Yeah. Um, I was happy to see Low. I... Yeah, Low. I I didn't figure anybody else would pick that, but so it's cool to have it on here. Um, all right, you want? Well, why don't I read your list? Oh, that's mine. a good idea. Good idea. Yeah, I took that from uh, an old Dick Van Dyke episode. Um, there was, a, I think it was uh, Young Fresh Fellows, that band. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was them, and I can't remember. Um, but it was like in the late 80s or whatever. They put out, they did a song called Tripping Over the Ottoman, which I thought was a, a excellent song title. Basically. There's a, a Dead Milkman song where... I don't know the name of the title, the the song, but it's "I tripped over the ottoman." I tripped over the ottoman one too many times. I tripped over the ottoman. I tripped over the ottoman, and now I've lost my mind. Maybe it's what I'm thinking of. Shit, I can't remember. So long ago. <laughs> and then after that, it's "What have you brought for me, Daddy? What have you brought for me, Daddy?" Well, they were unsung geniuses. I think there's no uh, no getting around it. Um, all right, I'm gonna. I will read yours. Wolves lower, yet again. Good choice. Actually, I'm. I am surprised that Wolves Lower made so many lists because it is a great song, but it's kind of a. I mean, it's from the very beginning and and not like, it was never a big hit or anything, you know. But it is. It is a really good song. Well, I think I think us doing this and just I mean just for these people got them to re-listen to stuff and probably brought it to the top of their heads. That's, yeah, that's true. Uh, Wolves Lower, talk about the passion. Um, did you share with David? Uh, so dot central rain, which I share with everyone. With pr- practically everyone, yeah. Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Uh, which you also share with David. Losing my religion, which you also share with David. So did you just copy David's list? Pretty much. All right. Uh, I, did you notice I also put Love the Bass after every song? I, I did. I didn't want to bring it up because it, it seemed derivative. Uh, Losing My Religion, Half a World Away, makes another appearance. And, uh, my pick from that episode and what uh, would have made my list. That one and uh, Drive from Automatic were both, uh, would have been the next two. They were the, the last two I had to winnow down. Half a World Away is the song I kept wanting to take off my list, but then I would begin uh, listen to the beginning, and that first line grabs me every time that I couldn't take it off. This could be the saddest dusk I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, Texarkana also the the only pick of that song from uh, Out of Time. And you, uh, what do you, you like the Mike Mills vocals on that? Yeah, it's I just like the sound of it. Um. That's one of the songs that we talked before that I could. There's a couple songs in my top ten that if I did it again, I'd probably have something else. But this time, this was in it. But I like it a lot, so I'm glad it's in it. Night swimming, which you also share with almost everybody, and what's a frequency, Kenneth? Which I think you share with Amy. I think she picked that one. I think we missed one. All right, let's go over again. Wolves lower. Talk about the passion. South Central no. rain. It's the end of the world. Losing my religion. Half a world away, Tex Arcana, Man on the Moon, Night Sweater. Okay, Man on the Moon. Yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry. Were you, were you uh, watching cartoons in your head for a sec? So, that, uh, yeah. Well, what I, what I did for my list is I copied half of David's and half of Amy's and then just sprinkled the rest on. Yeah, like like uh, the, the way you, you sprinkle, um, oh, God, what is it called? Cumin on a cereal. Yeah. I yeah. call it come in. 
Oh, that's see, that's bad. That's a bad way to pronounce it because then you, you just have strangers like opening the door every time you you're going to sprinkle stuff on your cereal. Try to use your head, Pat. Come and knock on my door. I don't know, follow. I've been waiting for you. Oh. Radio Free Europe. Oh wait, are you going to my list now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Whose list have I gone to? Well, I didn't know you were jumping right in because you didn't give me any kind of build up like I gave you as as one does when one has even the most basic respect for another human being. So I Well, I like to do the first song and say people say to themselves, What is he saying by saying that song? So I did the you didn't let me, but I would have said Radio Free Europe Wait. Hip tune single, and then I would have said, but I didn't because you interrupted me. This is number one of John's fantastic list that he he has taken five years to put together, and now finally for the first time in public, it's being said out loud. But I wasn't able to say that because you interrupted me. Oh yeah, I think you were right just to go right into it in the first place without any of that anyway. But before no, but I was going to be the second. I was going to be into it before we do. Uh, since this song made your list and another person's list uh, and we didn't play it on that episode why don't we take a quick listen to talk about the passion from Roma. introduction John's list starts with Radio for Europe the hip tone single then goes to Wolves Lower Again. perfect perfect circle surprise nobody else picked this one it was in my cut list but didn't quite make it sitting still also surprised nobody picked that I really love that, that song it's an awesome song and it's very kind of i don't know not punky but has that guitar i like it yeah uh harbor coat yay absolutely no one picked that but you no me and uh peter Perez. i don't know what you're talking about green grow the rushes green nope. grow the rushes nobody else picked that one fall on me yay finest work song not, i can't not that many votes for that one surprisingly yeah, I, that's one of the ones that was on and off and on and off and so it's sometimes as i go through this i, I Half the songs I thought were on my list. But anyway, great song. Night Swimming. Again. You know, I, we talk, before I had, I had my list, you said Night Swimming is going to be on your list, right? And I said, yeah, of course. So I'm putting my list together and I was like, I guess I'll have Night Swimming on. And then I was having trouble getting down to 10 and I said to myself, because I didn't even bother re-listening to it. I was like, well, maybe I should take that off. Maybe I'm making too big a deal. So I just played the beginning. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm taking this off. And then I just like closed my eyes and listened to it again. I was like, oh yeah, I remember why I love this song. You have to listen to the whole thing to really love it. So yeah, Night, night Swimming is fantastic. 
Yeah, if you and, just listen to the beginning, it's just them tuning up. So. Well, yeah, it wasn't. I didn't stop that short. Oh, okay. But that's really where I, everyone should stop because that it it when they tune up, if you, it's real fast. But if you played it, you extended it. It's the whole song. I don't know if you realize that. I did. They're not tuning up. It's the whole song in a second format, and you finished it with Electrolyte. Another popular favorite. And very good song. Yeah. Um, so. Now I broke it down by uh, just because we felt like we weren't being geeky enough with this podcast episode yet uh, by most popular. So if you've been paying attention, it's probably no surprise. Number one REM song, according to the people who've done the REM episodes, including me and Pat, Night Swimming. Yay. With six votes. Number two, uh, a tie. With five votes to each, Radio Free Europe and So Dot Central Rain. Yay! And my vote is what put that into the tie position. It did. Take that, Radio Free Europe. I, which is Radio Free Europe was actually on my list until like the very end, so that would have been number two. Sorry, Radio Free Europe. Radio Free Europe would have tied with Night Swimming had you, yeah, had you voted for it. Um, number three with four votes each, Wolves Lower and Electrolyte. That's uh, pretty cool. Uh, number four. That's really cool because Electrolyte is the oldest song with more than one vote. Yeah, the the latest. Yeah, not the oldest, but the. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the the most recent song with more than one vote, and Wolves Lower is, well, depending on how you define things, but I'm going to define that as the oldest song. Oldest, yeah, vote. why not? Um, uh, number four, also a tie with three votes each. Fall on me and Cuyahoga, both from Life's Rich Pageant, and then. Uh, you had a shitload of songs with two votes, uh, so I'll just go through them. Pilgrimage, Talk About the Passion, Harbor Coat, Seven Chinese Brothers, Pretty Persuasion, Don't Go Back to Rockville, Driver 8, Can't Get There From Here, Begin the Begin, These Days, Minus Work Song, It's the End of the World as We Know It, Parentheses and I Feel Fine, Close Parentheses, You Are the Everything, Untitled, Losing My Religion, Half a World Away, Man on the Moon, and what's the frequency, Kenneth? And then everything else got one vote. So nobody cares about those songs. When um, Untitled... Is Untitled 11 song from Green on any of the best ofs? No. Uh, they probably would have put it on, but they couldn't figure out what to call it, so they said, fuck it. Yeah, and they didn't want to put it at the end again. They thought it would be not representative. Or derivative. Or, uh... Billy Hooligilligilive. Um, yeah, so that was... That's pretty fun to look at, actually. Let's play one last song um, from this list. This one only got uh, two votes, but I like it. Uh, Who voted? Oh, I can't remember at this point. I closed the window. Actually, I think it was um, Amy and Peter, perhaps? At My Most Beautiful? No, These Days. These Days, no. It was Amy and Kristen. Amy and Kristen. So let's listen to These Days from Life Switch Pageant. No, it wasn't Kristen. Who was it? David. It was. Uh, Son of a bitch. Will. Steve. It was. It was April. Will. Will. Okay. So Will and Amy picked uh, these days. Here's these days from REM. Or as they say in the tabloids, Wamey.
So that was Wamey's pick. That is a good that is a good uh, celebrity couple name. I feel like it sounds very natural. Wamey. Hello. I was reading an article about Tom Cruise, and I found out who wasn't that uh, he's more popular than I thought. He's more popular than Jesus. Hmm. I heard that his last movie was actually quite good. Yeah, I'm. I might. Oh, I'll probably wait for DVD, but I probably see that it's get it gets really good reviews. Last yeah. year's movie. It seems like he makes an action movie every year now. Anyway, the article talked about his his troubles back when he married that lady and jumped on Oprah's couch and uh, uh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. And the article claims he didn't jump on the couch, but it doesn't really matter. He was up on the couch. It doesn't matter what, if he stepped on it or jumped on it. But anyway, the article, his biggest claim is that what happened then didn't hurt his box office, but it hurt the 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 visibility, like not the visibility. Public the perception of him? Perception of him and of his box office. So it made it so he is less willing to take risky roles and is more willing to do things like action movies or sequels to Top Gun, which is... He is apparently in talks to doing, but before that he was doing, he was being more of a movie star where he'd do a really popular movie, but he'd also do a movie that would be Oscar bait and he doesn't do the Oscar bait movies anymore, which is kind of interesting that somebody with that much money and that much power would care so much about box office that it would matter. And the article is written in the tone that, uh, as, this, as this is a terrible thing and we're, because we were such a jerk to him we lost a movie star but in my opinion if, since he has such thin skin we lost a movie star so maybe he wasn't a movie star maybe he's just a jerk yeah I I mean I don't get it I don't I know the jumping on the couch thing never happened um, even though that's how people remember it but uh, I think maybe the Scientology shit hurt him more than than that like, well yeah at the same time that he he was doing that. He, his he changed PR people to his sister, and his old PR person would stop him from going out on a limb and saying that psychiatry he, is a lie. Right. Yeah, and yeah, getting into arguments with Brooke Shields. Did he learn nothing from Catherine Heigl about having your family represent you? I didn't know that's something. I know that she is not a well liked person, but I'm not real sure why. Is that is that something like her personality? Her, her mom is her manager. Oh, okay. And apparently she, yeah, I don't know. She had trouble with this. She was on a popular TV show and she didn't like the TV show. Is that the story? She said she, I think she like wanted her name removed from Emmy consideration because she didn't, she said something like the writing wasn't that good this year for my character. So I don't know who the hell. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know her that well. I mean, obviously I don't know any famous people, but I don't know her work that well. I've only saw her in that, the one where she had up. baby, you know, it knocked up, and she was fine in that. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I mean, who cares really? Why? Well, they don't need us worrying about them. She's going to be fine. But she was in that one movie that was a, a like a private detective movie based on a series of books, and that 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 pretty much, I think, it killed her career. It was, it was panned so terrifically. 
Oh yeah, man. I mean, I've had I've had ex-girlfriends say nicer things to me about me than they said about that movie. The I I think uh, the, and that was one that they were expecting to be a franchise too. Right. Oh, well, the book is a huge a huge deal. I mean, it's it's one of those books that that each each subsequent book has a title that you know it's one Built for the on money the first. yeah and like two for the show and whatever i don't know what the titles are but it has the number in it that's why oh, i mean that's just clever writing we, Ex- exactly well how 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 could you write a book and know that the number is going to have something to do with it it's it's more than clever writing it's almost being psychic yeah it's like it's, i mean it must be like george r r martin level you know just plotting things out so far in advance right right yeah, yeah, and then uh, apparently Catherine Heigl just took a dainty little fart all over that franchise, killed it dead. Uh, yeah, I she's don't. partying up with Tobey Maguire. Is she? I don't know. They have parties there. Probably he's there. Yeah, I would imagine. I know you don't get TV, but there's a series of ads that have uh, Adam Scott and Alison Brie. Uh, the the first ads arrived a couple months ago and they were at a, a house not a house, I'm sorry, at a, a store buying liquor for a party and then the, the latest have been them at the party it's really weird oh, so it's like a it's like a boyhood type uh, thing but like for an ad campaign. Oh, I wanted to talk more about boyhood, oh well I wanted to talk, talk about the fact that Stanley Kubrick wanted to do the, a, not a similar story but a similar thing oh, did he? It's yeah, not really surprising. With uh, they, Steven Spielberg ended up making the movie, but he wanted to do it, but I, uh, with one kid over a, a number of years. But I don't know why that would be that movie because the kid doesn't age in that movie. Anyway, that's I had read that a long time ago, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I always find Stanley Kubrick kind of a kind of a cold, uh, emotionless director. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Although I mean he's obviously got got talent and he's got style and and uh, all that, but yeah, I, his movies. I mean I don't think it would be anywhere near the level of Boyhood the way it affects you if he would have. Oh right, yeah, it. yeah. No, I yeah, it was definitely going to be a different kind of movie. I like Stanley Kubrick's movies a lot, but it, they are very cold. Yeah, he is, yeah. He is a little bit detached from it. it seems like, but they're fantastic. Although I never saw the later ones. Uh, I saw Eyes Wide Shut, which was uh, fucking terrible. Going back to Tom Cruise, yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, well, Tom, I mean, Tom Cruise's latest movie, The Search for Tomorrow, for, uh, from what I hear, it actually did quite well at the box office, and but people are, like, talking about it like it's a failure. It, it's The Edge of Tomorrow? I think it's Search for Tomorrow, based on the uh, based on the daytime soap of your oh. past. I had it all confused. I thought it was based on the comic book or something. Now I know I need to see if it's based on a soap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I I don't get it. I mean, he's obviously involved in a crazy cult religion, but he seems like a pretty nice guy in other respects. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Who, as I say, who cares? Tom Cruise is going to be all right. He'll make it somehow. But you know, for a while there, he was stopping and like saving dogs from drowning and uh, and you know, people from being mugged every other week and shit. So, give him, I think he just used to like ride around in his limousine like uh, like he thought it was the Batmobile, just looking for crime. Or acting tragedy. like Batman's not rich. 
That's true. Maybe he... Fuck, maybe he is Batman. But he's but he has no use for uh, he has no use for disguises. That's true. And he's like I'm Tom Cruise. What what the hell? No offense to Tom Cruise, but he's a little bit short. To be Batman? Yeah, he can mm-hmm. be Robin. Yeah, maybe he's Robin. Now you're getting all to the all the the gay innuendo about him. Don't yeah. I I mean I don't know. That's the kind of thing that I'm I'm always like well, I don't know. I don't know if that's just people with an axe to grind for some reason or they just want to take somebody down like i don't know who knows well who knows i mean it's it's also what they say about john travolta so is it is it is it well one is it true two is it just something people say because they're in scientology well i don't know scientology stand on homosexuality are they did they think like they can cure it or something is that a thing i have i have no idea yeah so maybe maybe that's why and maybe they are it is true who knows is beck gay Ah, that's a good question. I'm just asking because I'm looking for a date for the Emmys Ice next cream year. Social? Oh, or are the Emmys next week? Next year. Oh, yeah. Beck Beck does go to the Emmys quite a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Anyway, about REM. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, we're done. That's that's about. All right. See you later, guys. Well, it was a uh, it was fun to do. I don't know that there's another group I would necessarily want to do this with. Really, I would love to do this with lots of different groups, but this was I really like this. Yeah, I did too. I just don't. No, it was fun. I shouldn't say there's. I. It's hard for me to think of another group to do this with. I would do this with Bell and Sebastian. Maybe they don't have right all that much lot, stuff out. It's so. a lot. It's a lot easier to do with them. I would do it with Stereolab, but nobody else would come on the show. Yeah, Stereolab would be tough, and they have so much stuff out, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, that would be tough, but it would still be fun. But no, actually, Stereolab would be hard to talk about. Hard to differentiate a lot of the stuff, I think. I mean, it's No, not like... I, think, I, think you, I think that would be easier well, to they... do than you think, because I think from CD to CD, they do have a different sound, but it's a lot harder to talk about because you're just talking about sound. You're not talking about lyrics unless you're the little little bit of French that's in them or, you know, it's, yeah, it's more about the sound of each. But anyway, yeah, that would be a lot harder. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do another one. I mean, we'll I do think, Bell Sebastian. I think we'll do Prince, just uh, not all at once. We'll, we'll yeah. slowly yeah. over time do Prince and not play any of his music. And, but that's a little bit different than this. I think, yes, I think we'll I agree. do something like this again at some point. And I think it's going to be Bell and Sebastian because I've said it three times. Beetlejuice. I don't know. If only I could think of an act to do it with. Bell and Sebastian? Uh, maybe one day we'll come up with a, a group we can do this with. I had thought of one. Yeah? They're from Scotland. Uh, that I can walk 500 miles group? No. They might have covered that because they cover many different songs when they, they sing live. Kiss? No. Do they cover songs when they sing live? I don't know. Their songs all sound derivative to me. Next well, episode, we're going to do... Uh, we're actually, next month, we're doing a whole series of episodes on derivatives and calculus. That's going to be... That's going to really get us in good with Danica McKellar, who we've been trying to get in good with for quite a while now. Fourth grade. Since fourth grade, for you, 
I was I was much older, um, and so it was not quite as uh, not quite as cute in my case. But um, yeah, no, that'll be fun. But maybe maybe yeah, at some point in the future, we'll come up with another band that we can do a series on. There's one. I don't know if you like them though. Yeah. So never mind. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll Have you heard of? Uh, how about Bell and Sebastian? Well, if you don't mind, Pat, I'm really trying to come up with an act that we can do a series on, and you're just going off on irrelevant tangents. Um, but you know what? Uh, maybe people can write to us with ideas of who to do. Hey, if anybody out there would like us to do a series on a different band, you should write to us in the subject. Don't write anything in the in the. Just put Bell and Sebastian, and then I'll tell us that you'd like us to do Bell and Sebastian for a series. Yeah, I feel like you're just telling people to be absurd for no reason and just mention stuff that has nothing to do with, with the concept we're trying to go for here. But um, but yeah, please, please, maybe if you if you can come up with any act, any at all musical act you'd like us to compare their whole careers, uh, we'd appreciate it. Because obviously neither one of us can come up with anything right now. I think we should do Bell and Sebastian. That, I mean... That's fine, Pat. But well, we're actually talking about doing a series right now, so let's try to focus, or, or you know, maybe just just go back to REM and do that all over again with different guests, better guests. Well, I think that goes without saying. Better hosts. Let's hope. Maybe Amy and David will host. That would be that would be ideal. I wouldn't listen. I, well, I wouldn't listen either. Don't listen to us. <laughs> Uh, no, this was fun, and uh, I'm I'm glad we did it. And it's it's uh, it's cool to see. I guess I'm a little surprised. Night swimming was number one, although it is a great song. So of course you stuffed the ballot. I stuffed the ballot like I stuffed my bra, by which I mean with mackerel. Oh, I thought you meant with a fine cheese. Ah, mackerel and cheese don't go together so well. I, I speak from experience on the toilet. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess this we're ending our series with a not with a bang, but with a whimper. And just like we started with, yeah, a whimper. And, like and we yeah, start uh, each day with. I, I again, I say thanks to everybody. It was a lot of fun. And I'm glad they all came on. And uh, when we do the next series, which is going to be on uh, based on Bell and Sebastian, they can uh, anyone who was interested can visit again. I know David is; he's a fan of that band, Bell and Sebastian. Well, when we come up with an idea for who we're going to do, we will get back in touch with uh, these people. I'm sure we have, we have a lot of music geek fans, so um, let's not count our horses before they're chickens. But uh, are we are we done? Are we going to end? It feels kind of sad to end the whole I series. I know, it does. I can't think of anything else. To, oh, I know what I was thinking about. Who do you think from REM if they, is the most important member? The most important member? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a weird one because I feel like all the members, I mean, they, they, were, they were a band overall. Like, everybody contributed something. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, it's almost impossible to say, like, who did more. Like... Mike Mills had the great melodic bass lines and the 
awesome backing vocals and and contrapuntal vocals. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and he wrote some great songs. He wrote, they all yeah they all wrote great songs. Um, Bill Berry was was an excellent drummer, um, and who also was you know a multi instrumentalist and wrote wrote songs for the band as well. And uh, and you could really feel his uh, his law when when he left. You could feel it in the music. Um, I, he was definitely important. Peter Buck, of course, like kind of created his own style of guitar playing, and and Michael Stipe created his own style of singing. I, I don't think you can say like I think they were important as a band, and and uh, I don't think there any one was the most important. What about you? Yeah, I, I I agree. When I was thinking about that today, I was listening to something, and I was just thinking about how much I like Michael Stipe as a person, and just you know, just I like his singing, and I like his personality, how he's kind of a crazy person with like the, the water bit back or whatever he said in that story he told. And uh, so I, I was like, well, Michael Stipe, if it wasn't for Michael Stipe, they wouldn't be that good. And I was like, well, not really, because if it wasn't for everything you said, yeah, everybody in the band is awesome. They all contribute this, this really neat stuff. If, if the other two guys weren't such music geeks and weren't able to put up, put together such an interesting, you know, collection around Michael Stipe's vocal, weirdo vocals in the beginning, it wouldn't be the same thing either. So it's, yeah, they're all equally important. Yeah, I, I feel, I mean, in the same way that I feel it about U2, no matter what you think about U2, like, they're both bands. Yeah. They're not like yeah. uh, one person and, and or two people are pulling the weight and the rest are just along for the ride, you know? Right, and that's what's so awesome about U2 and R.E.M. is that they're two bands and they all seem to get along so well, so, get along so well together. I mean, well, you two still together. Ariane broke up, but it didn't seem like well, they hate each other and they don't want to be around each other anymore. It's just like, well, let's do other stuff. Yeah, no, they and they still do stuff together all the time. So right, uh, I mean, both. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's neat. Although I can't imagine Michael Stipe being in the Baseball Project. No, he wouldn't do that. But uh, I I could imagine him coming on stage with uh, Robin Hitchcock. Well, I could, that would be awesome. I would like to be there. Can you tell me when that happens? Uh. July thirty seventh, two thousand four hundred twenty. Well, this has been fun, and uh, thanks again to everybody who came on, and thanks to REM for all the music, and uh, and we yeah we will come up with an act to do this with at some point in the future, and we'll do probably it Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, some somebody at some point. Uh, but thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, until the next series, we'll just see you on the regular podcast. But, uh, oh, wait. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum.com. No. Write to us at popculturecontinuum. See, this is why I don't do it, Pat. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Although, they probably could write to us at popculturecontinuum.com, right? They can write to us at john at popculturecontinuum.com don't or Pat that. at Pat at popculturecontinuum.com. Yeah, that's the one to do it. But the anything else, I think it'll just go into trash. But they should tell their friends to listen. And yes. Like us on Facebook and add us on their Tumblr and rate us highly on iTunes. Yeah, do all that. And um, listen soon. We'll have a, a great new episode. But in a few months, we'll probably have a nice series on Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, I mean, who knows? At some point in the future, we're going to do another one of these series on a band as yet to be determined. Uh, 
Probably Bell and Sebastian. So uh, until we figure out who that's going to be, Bell and Sebastian. I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. One, two, three, four. Central, I had control.